Hello and welcome to another edition of the Public Affairs in Practice podcast. Uh, thank you all very much for your recent kind comments and um, if you could leave ratings, reviews and, and share more generally that would be fantastic. Thank you. In this edition I want to suggest that you shouldn't let communications run wild. Too often, in a bid to save reputations, communications become the absolute focus of our attention. If a media statement kills an issue off, then it's been successful. We've seen recent examples where the issue just keeps going, and actually, by just completely focusing on communications, it actually inflicts more damage than it's trying to solve in the first place. Roman Avramovich, when it came to trying to sell or disinvest himself of Chelsea Football Club because of Russian ownership and the sanction imposed following Russia's invasion of the Ukraine, he came up with an idea about a sort of a charity ownership and charity running the club. That's been written about extensively, so I'm not going to review that here. But as far as the communications were concerned, it was a classic in letting the communications run ahead of the reality. There are multiple issues involved related to that potential ownership structure, which didn't happen in the end anyway. It was taken over by a new American owner. There are relationships involved. There are requirements around what charity trustees are allowed to do and other implications around the stewardship of the club, which was the word that was used at the time. So they're not simply there, these charity trustees, to do what the bidding of Abramovich would have been. They they would have their own significant responsibilities. So in a sense... That communications approach to design to protect the reputation of Abramovich revealed a lack of understanding. It didn't really understand what the charity and the trustee could do and led in itself to further coverage and speculation. There are also failings in the communications, not least in any condemnation of the Russian military action in the Ukraine. And this has, along with the threat of political intervention and sanctions, led to announcement of the selling of the club and the establishment of a charitable foundation where all the net proceeds from the sale would be donated and used, speech marks here, for the benefit of the victims of the war in the Ukraine, speech marks. But rather than solving the problem, the initial communications approach simply made matters worse. And that's an example, I think, of the communications leading to a reputation failure. So how can we avoid making similar mistakes? Well, first of all, work with others. Good communications is not simply about delivering reassuring words. We must have addressed issues and provide correct information. To do this means bringing in the expertise of others. So in this case, if you'd spoken to any good charity lawyer, they would have understood what was and was not possible. Secondly, invest time in relationships. To bring together information and views from across an organisation means investing time in developing relations, both formal and informal. Now, a crisis is a high-pressure time, so the more teams know each other, they know that they can rely on each other, well, then the better. Thirdly, communicate about communications. That should happen across all parts of the team. Misconceptions must be addressed. And lawyers often get blamed where it comes to a failure in apologies. Communications teams are often thought about only at the end of a decision-making process. They need to do the PR. And all of this only stops when all the teams really explain what they do and the value they bring. Fourthly, stand up and be counted. This is always much easier said than done, but everyone across an organisation, including those at the very top, need to know that the right advice will be delivered, not just the easy advice. And that means being prepared to stand up and challenge if required. Fifth, ask the difficult questions. It's very easy to accept positions without challenge, but effective communications need to play a role as the critical friend internally before any external statements are made or any positions established. If the investment has been made in knowing and understanding teams, as I've just mentioned, then this will be seen as constructive 
and looking after the best interests of the organisations. It won't simply be communications being difficult. Reputation management isn't just what is said to the media or to stakeholders, it's also about the preparation that goes into those statements. The challenge, the difficult questions, the constructive role that communications can play.